Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 225. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about a Warth the Raid Mother Spell Slinger deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another Whirlwind Adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We have a correction to make, uh, some stories to tell, yeah. an exciting oh. deck to do, mm-hmm. some cool fan stuff to show off. Oh, yeah. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And I just made a big order to Fusion actually to round out sort of the rest of my Avacyn Restored set. I'm missing a few cards and a couple of like the big spendy ones like Crater Hoof. I have like an altered one and it's like, does that count? Because it's not going in the box or binder. No. No? Okay, shit. So I got to get one of those. (laughs) And I just made a big order finishing out my Throne of Eldraine set. Except for like, again, the five most spendy cards of which one is Great Henge that I actually have. An altered one. <laughs> and you say it doesn't count. <laughs> no, so it doesn't count. No. I don't have an Oko. I don't have a Great Henge. There's a couple others. Huh. Yeah. I, I've been trying to get another Great Henge for a while now. They're it's not, not working. They're they're expensive. But if you go to FusionGamingOnline.com and use CCO Fusion 5 promo code. They are less expensive. Very much less expensive. And doing so lets Fusion know that their partnership with you boys is a good one. And it fucking is because we're awesome. Yeah. Look at how awesome we look. We, we changed the angle of... Um, of the of the the camera, I can't wave my arms around as much. I'm you not as... can. <laughs> see, see. Yeah, I mean, that's... if you're not watching on YouTube, you couldn't see that. But if you are watching on YouTube, you saw it. You know what's up. Yeah, and if you're not watching on YouTube, you fucking should. <laughs> At the very least, you should subscribe. It does help the channel grow. It helps out a lot when when people click like and subscribe. It helps the video get favored in YouTube's algorithm, so more people can find it. And it's always a good time finding a new commander or magic podcast. It happens to me every once in a while. I find one that's like. Hey, I heard a couple people talk about this. Or hey, who's what? This guy seems legit. What's he doing? And you, hey, he's got a podcast. And you listen, and it's like cool. Legit dudes that have a podcast. Uh huh. Things that happen once in a while. Got people talking. We have a correction to make. Oh, see, like I just a little yeah. bit of a stretch on that segue, but, but we I, got there. I got there, and that's what's important. So a couple of weeks ago, we did the Obeka Brute Chronologist deck, and it turns out when I was building it, I got really, really excited about what I was doing, and I forgot. Oh, and yeah. This is, this is on me that there is a difference between at end of turn yep. and until the end of the next turn. And that's... So when you get with... A, when you have a threaten effect with Obeka, you threaten somebody over. That's a until end of turn, not the end of the next turn, which sounds like it's the same thing, but it's not. So when you go to end the turn... The threaten effect goes, okay, turns over, give that shit back. And then you use Obeka to remove that from the stack. It's a delayed trigger. It would go on the stack at the beginning of the end step. Yeah, and then you create another end step with Obeka, and then that ability just goes on there. As opposed to something that says at the beginning of the next end step, which is it goes on the end, then you end the turn before it happens, and it doesn't go on again. But threaten, ball lightning haste until end of turn, all that stuff. You can't use Obeka to hang on to the things. You know what? And you know what? When when I started seeing all of those comments come in and stuff, I went to the Obeka Scryfall page and there's a bunch of write-ups or like the, the rules lawyering at the bottom of the page where it explains kind of some of the common or complex interactions. There is a couple. Read them all, of course, if you're going to play Obeka, know how she works. But I think it's the last rules point talks about end of turn or until the next turn or whatever and it and it says specifically what kind of card you can end the turn when that ability goes onto the stack and it won't trigger again yeah once you go to end the turn with obeka so on one hand that's my bad the deck doesn't do exactly what i thought it did or built it to do but on the other hand, it does do all the things that it actually does, and it's still a fun deck. And yeah. that's what counts. Yeah, very much so. so thanks, everybody, for pointing that out. Uh, we figured enough people had done it that we don't want to look like boobs who don't listen to people when they when we fuck up. Yeah. Uh, we could acknowledge that we messed something up, and there it is. Very much so. Look at how much lower I am already. Yeah, the, the, his <laughs> like chair totally sucks. It's sinking. That's totally funny. But I, I look way taller. That makes me happy. Yeah, I'm lounging. I'm lounging. I'm relaxing after. And this is the thing, right? You know when you have a, a rough news week, 
Oh, yeah. Rough news week. You don't even walk around the corner because some crazy person's calling into the news room <laughs> and they're just going to pound you when you're going to the bathroom or something, right? Yeah. Whenever there's a strange weather phenomenon, that's my week. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about this on the way in. Whenever anything in the weather world hits triple digits, you know, shit's about to go down. We had triple digit wind speed. This yeah, week. yeah. You know, your sandals melt to the road when it's triple digit temperatures. Yep. Triple digit wind speeds rips my shingles off yeah. and my siding. And because it was like right around freezing, it decided to fucking snow. So I got drifts in my yard that are like taller, like up to my belly button, which is fine. Like I live in Canada, there's snow. Yeah. But because a lot of that snow melted, now my 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 rink, my driveway, and all in front of my garage and all down my road is literally a skating rink. You, uh, you you fall over just looking at it. And I'm up on my roof yesterday with my neighbor because Rebecca is like too scared because my roof is so fucking high. It's hey? very high and <laughs> quite, quite slanty as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's steep and it's high. So I'm up there retarring and gluing stuff down and scraping snow from under shingles that are peeled back like fucking inside out <laughs> eyeballs and... Oh, man. So that was yesterday. I still have a big gaping fucking hole in the side of my house, like half the size of a truck tailgate where I'm missing about seven shingles. I got some siding that I popped back in and I cracked it and I got pissed off. I had, then I would go down to the other end of the siding to finish popping it back in, like into its little groove. And the wind cracked it. So I was like, ah, fuck. Okay. The whole siding's got to come down, get replaced. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man. So that was that was it. We had 124k winds. 124k winds here down near Regina. That's the other big city in Saskatchewan. They actually made a record oh, for yeah. January with 100 and I think it was 142. Wow. Kilometers an hour winds. That's like a good like 80. Yeah, and like 80 miles an hour. I live. No, it's faster than that. Is I live oh, towards Regina in the middle of the prairies, right? And my house is on a little mound. So like all the people in my development missing shingles, fascia board came off the side of the roof, soffits. Our one neighbor's camper trailer blew over. Yeah. Our one neighbor, the plywood got ripped off the roof of his house and all of his attic insulation got scooped out by the wind and fucked off. Wow. Like his whole attic got blown all the insulation out. So he had no heat in his house because it was all leaking out the top of his roof and all his shingles are gone. Wow. Holy fuck. (laughs) We had a a guy we know through work that lives down in Regina Beach, which is a town on a lake near Regina. Terrible place to be, apparently. Don't go there. One dude's house blew up. That was a couple years ago. Legit. It blew up. Like Breaking Bad style? Like blew up. Yeah. Like (laughs) Like an explosion? Yes. His house exploded. (laughs) Which is awesome. It's my oh, favorite man. news story of all time. But their the roof blew off their house in half in the air, and one of them landed on their vehicles no. and destroyed the vehicles, and the other half landed in their neighbor's backyard. Oh, so and they didn't they didn't know because they were out of they were in the city at the time, not at home, and they got a picture from their neighbors like, hey. Guess what of yours is in my backyard? And they're thinking, oh, it's a patio table. Yeah, oh, it's a chair. What, it's our shed. Not it's half the roof. It's their fucking the roof the, of their house. Yeah. Okay, I got I got I got one like that too. And this this actually happened and I felt really fucking bad. Like really bad. Am I gonna laugh at this? Oh Am yeah. I feel bad. Oh, for no, laughing 100%, at it? Okay. You're gonna laugh. Okay. You're sweet. gonna laugh. So we're driving into town to pick up like a hundred tubes of shingle glue from Home Depot and shit, right? <laughs> the glue and nails and just like saran wrap, anything to keep my house from falling over. We're driving down the road, like my main Haltane Road that I live on. Yeah. And you know how there's that like that white house for sale? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Just pretend. Yeah. No, I I I know the one. In the middle of the field. Yeah. Just like every other house. Yeah. We're driving up to it, like down the road, and we're like, oh, look at all their siding blew off the side of their house. And we drive around the front of it. Oh, their fucking door blew open. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody lives there, hey? Like, the, I've since learned the house has been foreclosed. The bank owns it. Nobody lives there. Sure. And it's on farmland. We suspect that some farmer's just going to buy the, the quarter section and it's on bulldoze the house down. Sure. Fine. The, the drifts in the driveway, I, I'm like, fuck, Rick, we have to stop. Like, what if that's somebody's house, right? I didn't know it was foreclosed. So we drive into the driveway, and the drifts are, like, up to the windows of our car. So I, like, climb these drifts. They're hard as rock because the wind packs snow hard for anybody who doesn't have snow. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm running down the road. My hat's blowing off. And I get there, and I look in this house, and the door blew open last oh, night when oh, it baby. snowed. Yeah. And the snow just fucking got 
pounded into this house. Like the snow is outside in the atmosphere. But when you push air through an opening, that air speeds up yeah. because you're limiting the amount of space it can travel through. It's like a fucking water pump when you, physics, or, a, or yeah. a hose when you put your thumb on the end. Yeah. So there is snow plastered to the back wall of the house. <laughs> the entire living room is under like three inches of snow. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this house is covered. When the door opened, there must have been like some ice buildup or something because the door didn't seal very good, it looked like. It ripped a baseboard off, all the drywall around like the bottom of the door all soaked. And so I walk in and they got a laminate floor and it's a fucking skating rink. I fall down, I'm <laughs> in the floor of this house. It's like a murder scene in there because it's completely empty. Yeah. There's like nothing that I can like barricade the door shut with and go out the patio door at the back. There's like a fridge, a stove, and a microwave. That's it. And I'm skating around in this house. I'm kicking fucking ice off the door. I'm scraping it. And like, I don't want to close the door because you pack all the snow into like where the, the door jams. Yeah. Then it's ice and you can't close it. So what do I do? You brush it off. No, I did exactly what I fucking didn't want to do. And I just slammed the door as hard as I could. And I ended up like jamming the door into the ice enough that it stayed shut. <laughs> and I can't slam it from the outside because they've got like one of those realtor lock boxes on it. Of course. Right? So like I get it to where I can close it and I take that big ass lock and I just crank it sideways like to create like a little bit of a handle and I'm like, okay, I hope I don't bust the doorknob off. <laughs> and I fucking slam that sucker shut so hard and then I was like, oh, Godspeed house. <laughs> I just, I just shut the door and you've got three inches of snow on your living room floor. And your furnace has been on since last night. I could smell it because <laughs> it didn't shut off ever. <laughs> so that was my week. Rip that house. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But uh, hey, you know what? On the on the plus side, look at this. This was also our week. Yeah. P Patreon supporter, friend of the show, Skylar Funk Boorman. The funky funk, Skylar Funk. Sky Funk, yeah. Sky Funk. Sounds like a fart. Yeah, I, we we gave him a funny nickname, but we got this from him. This he makes is hot sauce. A sweet potato hot sauce. We're going to try it. And I'm going to get a link from him if he's got a website or something. We're going to put the link to it in in the show notes. There, is a, there is a link, and it was on the, the really... He actually wrote us a great little note with it and stuff, and I forgot to bring it. I was going to read it on the thing, but I forgot it. That's my bad again. It, it came It came to the radio station, and then yeah. there was another guy at the radio station named Ryan. Yeah, the vice president of the radio station is also named Ryan. He's also the guy that I'm trying to convince to let me on the air on Rock 102, and so they gave it to him. It's like Ryan and Brando. And it's Brando with four exclamation points, too. Like, oh, how I yeah. spell it on the internet. So get this. The boss of the whole radio gets this thing addressed to him and Brando. And what does it say when he, he opens it? And he opens it up. It's like, blah, 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 hot plate bullshit. What's up, assholes? And then it's like this whole like thing. <laughs> to Brando's boss. To my boss. And then he comes in and he's like, Brando, I don't. I don't really understand what's happening here. And he, I, oh, this is the fan mail for the the podcast I do. This is awesome. He's like, so you guys are doing good enough to get fan mail? Guess so. I told him not to tell his boss because they're starting. They're going to start charging us fucking rent for the studio. <laughs> nah, we just don't pay it. Nah, fuck it. Yeah. Commander Cookout, we do what we want. Yeah, that's right. we're big time now. We, we rub elbows with all those official content creators now that we have our preview card. Yeah, and you know what? Good, uh, good response from the preview card episode. The deck is cool. A couple people said they wanted to build it. Ooh. The, they said that the card is cool. It's like a it's a sweeper effect, yeah. but it's selectional, so you can build around it. And it was it was cool. I mean, watch the episode. Little card will be in the top corner for for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, and they printed a, a better commander for it too. And that giant thing that doubles all the not doesn't double double damage. It draws your cards. Cards draw. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's a giant. Yeah. So yeah. So we're we're gonna review want. that. Reviews are gonna start next week. Yes, we're gonna do some legendary stuff. We got some homework to do, and then we'll be we'll be back at her, and we will. We will educate the masses not on magic cards, but on yeah. Norse we, we've things. we've got a new way to this is a little teaser. Hey, we've got a little bit of a new way to preview sets that I think people are gonna like, and then I think some of the extra YouTube stuff that we've been talking about is gonna be where where to find some more of the preview, kind of like we did last time where mm -hmm. we did like just extra sections on YouTube for Commander Legends. Yeah. I liked how that turned out. I think people in the nation liked how it turned out. We got some good responses from that. And uh, that's where we're, some of the review is going to be because we don't need to do reviews. Everybody's doing reviews. Everybody's doing reviews, and we want to do something that's unique and interesting. So check that out on YouTube if you want like traditional reviews and come to the podcast for some supplemental type entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Taintment. 
So we've got a deck today. It's Wart the Raid Mother, you said, in the uh, in the intro. I did. And the hint from yesterday's pre-show was that I actually did the other half of this deck on Commander Ad Populum. For anybody who's listening, that's my solo project. And I looked at a mono-green Wart Spellslinger deck. It's submitted by Anthony Bockley. Anthony Buckley's, we call him. Right. Same guy that did the green one. We wanted to complete the set as it were and do the red one both because it's a cool deck it includes a bunch of cards that uh that i like that brando likes uh, some that you don't like or sorry it doesn't include some that you do like <laughs> and uh, we're gonna do it should we read war the raid mother first you know what we forgot one thing what's that well it's the thing we always forget we, he's forgetting. We have a pack to give away. We forgot it on the pre-show. We forgot to do it in the first 15 minutes of this show. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, last week, what were people guessing last week? They, I don't were, know. they were guessing the theme. Oh no, it was Nethroy. 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 Yeah. So YouTube commenter guessed Nethroy based on last week's hints. It's just a pseudonym. It's a it's a screen name. Sco. S-C-O-E. Skoden. Skoden is the the winner. Get at us at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando on Twitter, or what's better is just commandercookout at gmail.com. Send us an email with your address. We'll get you your pack. Indeed. Yeah. Worth the Raid Mother. Yeah. Is a 3-3 three, three for fucking six. Comes into play with two red and green Goblin Warrior creature tokens. Each red and or green instant or sorcery spell you Cast has Conspire, and Conspire is when you cast it, you can tap two dudes that share a color with it, and then you copy the the spell. Yeah, yeah, so I like Wart. I tried to play it in um, Kalamax, but the six drop just, and there's not a whole ton of creatures in Kalamax, because he's a vehicle sub-theme type guy. Yeah. So, Anthony Buckley, thanks for sending it in. It came from the preferred decklist channel on our Discord, which is a benefit of becoming a patron, of which we have to do a, a shout out and thank you as well. Oh yeah. I, I got all caught up talking about fucking my winter my winter <laughs> blues. But we've got a new patron, friend of the show. We've done a deck by him before. This is Christopher Calver. Like Christopher Calv, like like Cav, like your leg. Yes, like has huge calves. So like Christopher never skips leg day calves. Yes. I like that. Christopher Calves, he's got like just like you know how Popeye's got big forearms? Yeah, and like little itty bitty elbows. That's what Christopher Calver's calves look like. <laughs> Teeny weeny little thighs and he's yes. very big. He looks yep. like a like a bong. Yeah. <laughs> his legs look like <laughs> yes. i couldn't think of anything else that was shaped like that yes 100 percent. christopher bong has huge calves <laughs> welcome and f you don't know why you want nicknames but here we are i don't know why anybody wants these at all yep. should, should we do a deck Ryan? Let's, let's do a deck do right a deck. now all right so worth the raid mother typically a spell slinger type deck designed to play little dudes and then play wart and then play spells Double the spells, win the game that way. Yeah, and Wart's interesting because I've seen lots of Wart decks. I'm sure you have as well. Popular Commander. And sometimes there's Goblin, like, sub-theme, tribal sub-theme. Sometimes it's just token sub-theme. Sometimes it's, like, mana dork sub-theme because you just want creatures, right? Yes. And you have to balance that with how many spells because you want spells to double. Yes. Okay. So we've got custom categories. Big shout out to to Anthony for the custom categories. If you're sending decks in, make sure they have them, okay? <laughs> yeah, they help us out quite a bit. And if you want to tell us what those custom categories are all about, that helps as well. These ones are fairly self-explanatory. We will start with the basic of basics, and we're going to start with seeing more cards, which is something you always want to do in a Spell Slinger deck. Yeah, these are your uh, your card draw cards, I guess? Yes. Yeah, you can clump some of them, oh, I think, because they're... We we know what they do, and remember, you tap two creatures. Every creature in this deck's red. You tap two creatures. You can double any of these. So you've got wild guess, tormenting voice, thrill of possibility, pirates pillage, light up the stage, ignite the future, commune with lava, cathartic reunion, valakut awakening. Yes, and any of those that have, as an additional cost, discard a card. As an additional cost, discard two cards. Draw three cards. If you're copying a spell, 
that has an additional cost, you do not have to pay the additional cost again. That's part of casting the spell, not copying it. Right. So with Cathartic Reunion, you pay two and you discard two to draw three. You tap two of your goblins and you can copy that. That is a pay two, discard two, draw six. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yep. So keep that in mind. Also, and we're going to get into this in our, our set review. Yep. I'm getting real tired of that effect. The fact that I just read nine cards and they all did the same fucking thing. Mm. I'm getting sick of that. It's turning into the black. Pay X, draw X, lose X. I'm sick of it. Mm. Like, if you want red to draw cards, just th- there's got to be another way. There has to be. You know what I mean? Like, just g- give us something else. Like, just just think outside the box for a minute. I'm tired of getting a functional reprint of the same dang card. Yeah. I well, think. and you know what? Like, they've got the discard to draw, and then they've got, like, the exile. You can cast it until end of turn. Chaos draw, they say, right? That's yeah. kind of the two ways that, that red draws cards, right? So it, it, it's a balancing act, just like everything else, where it's like, how many times can they go back to that well before we're like, okay. How many times right. do you say red one, red two, discard yeah. one, draw two? How many? Like, I'm, I just well, get it's, tired it's, of it. It's the same as like green green three, search for some combination of two lands, yeah. right? Or, or black two, draw two, discard two, scry two. If you're going to do it, just reprint something. Yeah. Just play Thrill of Possibility in every... Just, just, just do that. It's a they, generic name. Just do it. They actually did. I think Thrill of Possibility was in Throne of Eldraine and in Theros. As it should be. Just do it like that. Because then we don't have ten cards that do the same thing. And then you end up, and this isn't a burn on the deck. <laughs> it's We have a section of cards with ten cards that do the same thing. Yeah. Part of the building of EDH is you only have one of a particular thing. If you have Ooh, a bunch of yeah. functional reprints, it's kind of... Yeah. Well, and you know what? And I'm not arguing, but I'm devil's advocating so we can kind of see another angle. Uh, we're playing what is maybe a little bit of a janky deck. We're limiting mm-hmm. ourselves to one color when we have access to two. Why not sh- uh, stuff it full of card draw spells so we can make sure that we can do what the deck does every time? Or if people Make give, sure that we're playing magic every game, right? If people give you a tool, you're going to use it. But they keep giving us the tool, and I think that's the... Yeah, I already got three pairs of needle nose pliers. Give me something else. Exactly. We do have something else that you that you jumped over. We do. We Give have her a, a read. We have a Jaya Ballard. That's a five loyalty planeswalker for triple red and two plus one. Add three red to your mana pool. You can use those only to cast instants and sorceries. Also has plus one discard up to three cards. Then draw that many cards and minus eight. You get an emblem with. You may cast instants and sorcery cards from your graveyard if a, it gives them all flashback. Yes, I think that we would want to just always plus her, right? And well, then try and try and get the emblem. You can only plus her. She has no mind. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. What I meant was we would always want to get the 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 plus one that gives us red mana, Mer. and then we want to ultimate her. Yes, so unless you have a can... mint full of land. That's what I use her for in Norin. Yep, and she, she I think she's underappreciated. I oh. think she's going to see more appreciation as we build the spell slinger theme in Jeskai and is it you're going to see more people playing Jaya but I think that she's a sleeper planeswalker that not many people are are really given the focus that she needs needs I like her okay well let's move on to the recursion package that's sort of like card draw card advantage let's do some recursion we have volcanic vision that's not a volcano by the way it's a bonfire in the picture it is a <laughs> give it, it a read. It's a sorcery for red, red five. Return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Volcanic vision deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to each creature your opponents control. Then you exile volcanic vision. That's fine. That's like remember, we can double it. We can double it, so if it's gonna cast or if it's gonna cost seven, let's get two of them. Sure. I mean, I think that it's one of the highest costed things in the deck you're going to get back, which is unfortunate, but also it's that balancing act, right? You, if you play too many obliterates in your deck, you're going to you're gonna run into a problem. How about Shreds of Sanity? Oh, I like this one. I play this one in Zada. This is like a this is a poor man's red only for two cards, Yawgmoth's Will. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of qualifiers. That makes it $0.25 cents instead of $125. Nice. This is red two, sorcery, return... Up to one target instant and one target sorcery from your graveyard to your hand, then exile Shreds of Sanity. And discard a card. Oh, yeah. I don't care about that card. Or that part. 
I always forget that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good card, though. How about uh, Mizix's Mastery? Ooh, baby. This is a sorcery for four, red three. Exile target card that's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. For each card exiled this way, copy it, and you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. That's a weird way to, to word that. Why? Because it has overload. Nah. For red, 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 five, you exile each instant and sorcery from your graveyard, <laughs> and then you cast them all for free. Ooh. I like that you cast them. Yes. That's, yeah. That is important to note. And the last- you can copy them. If it was just put a copy of them onto the stack- you couldn't copy them with yeah, you, and, and you can't uh, you can't copy stuff unless it's being cast. Except for in the case of Ice Crown Scepter, I get it, but uh, yeah, you cast all those. That's awesome. That's a good one. Finale of Promise. This one you wouldn't want to cast because <laughs> no. X would be zero. But this is red, red X sorcery. You may cast up to one target instant or sorcery, and and yeah, it's and instant and sorcery and or sorcery. You can get one, one, the other, or both. You're what? gonna pay twelve for something, Ryan. You're gonna get fucking both. Yeah. Okay. You may cast up to one target instant card and or up to one target sorcery card from your graveyard, each with converted mana cost X or less, without paying their mana cost. Ooh. Okay. If the card you you exile it, if it would be put into your graveyard, and if X is ten or more, you copy each of those spells. Twice. Yes. Yeah. I was like, why is there so many words on this card? Well, because they say you got to exile it, of course, because that's what happens when you cast shit out of your graveyard, usually. And then you copy them both twice. Sick. And if remember, you can copy this when it's on the stack because X is 10. Yeah. So you tap two dudes. You can cast four things from your graveyard, and then you copy those things all twice each. That card's probably going to kill somebody fucking dead. Most most likely. If you cast it for 12. Your opponent's going to meet God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the recursion section. Let's look at the mana section real fast. It'll, okay, go really, yeah. it'll go really quick because there's only two cards that we actually have to look at, and one of them is going to go real fast. Check this out. Sol Ring, Seething Song, Ruby Medallion, Primal Amulet, Amulet Mana, Manamorphos, Mana Geyser, Jessica's Will, Chandra Torture Defiance, Brightstone Ritual, Brass's Bounty, Battle Him. The two cards that we have to look at in this section are Chandra Torch of Defiance. She's become a staple of red. Yeah, she gives you red and then some damage and then, then some... Sort of, she yeah. sort of draws you a card. She gets you a win the game emblem. She's just real good. She's on the screen right now if you're watching YouTube. And you fucking should be. The other one is Primal Amulet. I forget this card exists all the all time. All the time. So let's give it a read just because it is very good. It's an artifact for four. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less. That's pretty good on its own, but it also has, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery card, put a charge counter on Primal Amulet. Then if there are four or more charge counters on it, you remove the counters and transform it into a land. And I think that's a May ability, right? You may remove those counters, Yeah, yes. yeah. So if you want it to continue to provide you like a, a discount on your instants and sorceries, you can have that. Or you can flip it and it taps to add a mana of any color to your mana pool. When you spend mana to cast an instant, instant or sorcery spell, you can copy it. Ooh. So it turns into a Chandra's... Pyromancer's Goggles? Uh, is that what it is? Is it Pyromancer's Goggles a copy or yeah. Chandra's Generator? No, I've, Goggles. Goggles. Goggles copy. It's the Goggles, yeah. yeah. So, cool. Yes, very much so. You know what? I want to take 15 seconds just to say Jessica's Will is in there. It's part of the Will cycle from Commander's Legend, Commander Legends. It's being touted as the best card from Commander Legends. Agree or disagree? The best Will and the best card and is seeing it adoption in CEDH. You know, I don't know if that makes it the best. No, I don't. I think it's no, a, but it's like a, it, it, CEDH notwithstanding, it's in casual EDH as well, regu EDH, and people are saying it's the best one of the wills of the cards in the set. I don't know if it's. The I best don't know card about that. Set. Yeah, I think that there's better cards in the set. I mean, this one is one of those cards with a very high whiff ability possibility. So you add red to your mana pool for each card in target opponent's hand, or exile the top three cards of your library, and you can play them until your like your next turn if you right. control your commander you can do both and when you when you do both and you have because you have your commander and then you copy it you do both on the copy as well when you copy a spell you copy the mode that you chose if the mode that you chose was both you do both again 
Neat. Yeah. See, that's even cool. I, I, I think that makes it real fucking good. It's a great card, and it's. I think it'll see the most universal uptake yep. of all the cards in Commander Legends, I probably. Like that. I like that take, yeah. But I don't think that that necessarily means it's the best. The it just best. means it's the most... You, it's the best utility card. There we go. I Maybe like it's that. the best utility card. When you set. look at it's something like card. like a Chroma's Will, yeah. which is uh, just in a pay for mana, have your commander win the game. Yeah, in a vacuum, it's more powerful, but in a vacuum also doesn't go in as many decks as Jessica's Will goes in. Right. Right. This is card draw and mana ramp in red. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool ass card. Yeah, if you got him. Fucking play them. Yeah, very much so. Okay, moving on. We're copying spells. Let's copy, copy. Let's talk about reverberate, repeated reverberation, hate mirage, and double vision. Those all copy stuff in some way, shape, or form. And double vision is an enchantment that actually is, it just stays on the battlefield, copies the first thing you cast each turn. Correct. And hate mirage is one of my favorite cards, it turns out, is becoming. It copies two of your opponent's creatures. Oh, baby. <laughs> Yeah, and it's important to copy creatures because we have to have creatures that we can tap to conspire, to copy our stuff. Look at that segue, Ryan. Yeah? Because we're going to talk about how we generate tokens now. <laughs> we're going to start with Cranko Mob Boss. Oh, tap them. Get goblins equal to the number of goblins you control. So if you have him and your commander, you're going to get four. Then eight, then 16, then 32. Yes. And, and four because Wart gives you two. And then Wart and Cranko are to themselves correct and of course you're going to get those four maybe and then he's going to eat a removal spell right now yeah that's how cranko works yeah and then we've got cranko's command dragon fodder and hordling outburst those all give you two two goblins for two or three goblins for three we have a hostility i like this one. Oh yeah if a, if if a spell you control would deal damage and you prevent that damage and you get three ones instead three ones with haste Great, so they can attack, but if we're going to cast, like, a huge burn spell, we might just copy it with those guys instead, right? Well, yeah, but it triples the damage. I suppose. Yeah, like, if you Earthquake for 10... You prevent all that 10... Yeah, to, you get to three other players, and you get 33 ones. So now you have 90. And you've already tanned all your opponents and killed all their blockers. Fuck yeah. So they're, so they're <laughs> fucking dead now. Hostility is a great card. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the last one is... Jared's Belligerence? Yeah, this is a C-19 card. Give it a read. Or C-18. Not C-19. Red, red X, sorcery. Whatever this card is called deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures. Whenever a creature dealt damage this way dies this turn, populate. Populate, which is making an, make an extra token. Like, just choose a token that you control and make another one of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's just choose a token on the battlefield and make a copy of it. Again, important because we want another red creature that we can tap to double our stuff. So if we double that, we're dealing damage, we're killing stuff, we're making two tokens. I'm into that. Which makes it possible for us to tap our two tokens to copy the next thing we're going to cast. You're wrecking up all the sapperlings and then you just get a bunch of little goblins. It's sweet. Yep. So we're casting things. Yep. What happens when we cast things? Maybe we can get some bonuses just for casting stuff. Yeah, and this is actually very important category for what I just outlined with that Gerard's belligerence, where we're making things to help us do the next thing we want to do. Let's start with young money. Young money. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you put a 1-1 red elemental creature token onto the battlefield. Sick. I just built this guy, and the deck is... Fairly similar to this one. Crock the Thumbless. Yes. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you flip a coin. If you lose the flip, you return it to your hand. If you win the flip, you get to double it. Right? What's cool is with Crark and Wart, you cast the card, you tap your two dudes to copy it, you lose the flip, it goes back to your hand, the copy will still resolve. If you win the flip... You actually get three of that spell because yeah. you get your original, the copy, and then the wart conspire copy. So good. So if you have wart and crark and you, the card goes back to your hand, it's almost like drawing a card. You're breaking the rule of EDH, drawing the card that you just cast. Super good. Giving you multiple copies of the same card. I played four lightning bolts in the same turn. Oh, we may or may not be playing lightning bolt in this deck. <laughs> 
this deck isn't going to have a thousand year storm at the time, though. <laughs> Ooh, that was pretty good. Gutter Snipe. Gutter Snipe. Two damage whenever you cast uh, an instant or sorcery to each opponent. Each. Yep. Also important to note, Clark and Gutter Snipe, both goblins for Ooh, your Cranko. Yes, very much so. How about Erratic Cyclops? This is a Cyclops Shaman. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, it it gets uh, plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. And it's a 0-8 Trampler. 0-8. <laughs> Fucking 0-8. So y you do have to cast. So when you copy something, it's not going to get the bonus. Yeah. But if you can cast the same spell a bunch of times in a turn with Kirk, then that thing's going to get huge. Very big. Yeah. You want to talk some removal? Yeah, I think, can you clump any of it? I think you probably can, hey? We can clump probably, let's clump all of it except for two of them. Three okay. of them, I guess, we'll have to clump. Vandal Blast, everybody knows. Yeah. Smash to Smithereens is Smash and Lightning Bolt at the same time. Cleansing Wildfire kills a land, draws you a card. Chaos Warp is Chaos Warp. Blasphemous Act does 13 to everything. And then we've got Blood Frenzy. Blood Frenzy. This is old school from Tempest. Target attacking or blocking creature gets plus four, plus zero until end of turn. At end of turn, you destroy that creature. So you use it like Berserk on your opponent's creature where you... You can cast it any time though. So it doesn't... As long as the creature's attacking. Berserk is a little bit funky because it's got some timing restrictions. So does this one. Target attacking or blocking creature. So you have to do it during combat. Oh, yes. But it, it then kills the creature. So if somebody's big dude is attacking not you, you can make their big dude bigger. And then it just... And copy it. You can make both of their big dudes bigger that aren't attacking you. Then they both die. Nah, <laughs> get some. Yeah. And then the last one, I just... I forget all about this card all the time. It's one of those planar chaos sideways double cards that i fucking hate so this much. is dead and gone give them a read i can't read sideways that good from this far away so dead is an instant for one red it's shock but only to a creature so it totally sucks but gone is red too for an instant return target creature you don't control to its owner's hand what the fuck Red does it all, man. Red bounce. What is the, who does red think they are? Green? <laughs> <laughs> man, copy that. Bounce a couple things. You blood frenzy a couple things. Everybody's dead except all your guys. Now you're playing black. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about my favorite part of playing red sometimes. Sure. Which is just wrecking people for doing... What they're doing. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer to what this deck's actually doing, which is fucking people up with fire and lightning. Yes. Okay. Okay, first card. You like this one. I this like this is, one. Oh, this is one of my actual favorite cards in EDH, which is totally backwards and fucked because I play the most non-basic lands out of any human that's ever played EDH. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Price of Progress. Price of Progress deals two damage to each player for each non-basic land they control. Instant for red one. So freaking good. Oh, man. And in a mono red deck and you copy it and somebody's taking 10 because they have five non-basics, which is like not even that much, right? Yeah, they they might have. They, they could have much. six or seven. Yeah. They have seven non-basics. They're going to take 14. You copy it. They're going to take 28. That's like... For two. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm at 28 life. It's like... Mid game, I'm fine. This is gonna go on for another hour. I'm gonna go grab a beer and go piss. Okay, I'll be right back. Right, you're, you're dead. Play, you're playing on VEDH. Okay, what happened? Yeah, you died. How <laughs> 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 about Mercadia's downfall? Oh yeah, this is attacking creatures you control get plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is the number of non-basics your opponents control. Defending player controls. Oh yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Gaze of Adam Morrow. Oh, this is a, a Saviors of Kamigawa special. <laughs> it's probably really good. <laughs> red, red, two, instant. Gaze of Adam Morrow deals damage equal to the number of cards in target player's hand to that player. So it's Sudden Impact or Rune Flare Trap. Lots yeah. of cards in red do that. Yeah. It punishes people for like doing stuff better than we're doing, I guess, is the theme here, hey? Yes. Okay. Now, here is a card that I totally forgot about, and I effing love, and will immediately go home and put it into a deck, because I like this card. It is Blind Fury. I, man, Mirage, hey? Mirage. It never fucking ceases to give you a piece of art, a weird card, a niche use for something that you just didn't even ever know it existed. Right. Yep. Okay. This is an instant for Red Red 2. All creatures lose trample until end of turn. Double all combat damage assigned to a creature this turn. What Ooh. the fuck? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so you you double all damage that creatures are receiving, but only combat damage. But everybody loses trample. So this just means creatures just die. Hey. You know what? That works super duper good with Ryan. Tell me. Let's just say, Ryan, that you have an indestructible creature that isn't very big. <laughs> Let's say that whenever that creature takes damage, it takes double that damage, then deals it back to an opponent, Ryan. Let's do, just... do you mean do you mean stuffy doll? You <laughs> fucking guy. Of course I'm talking about our Lord and Savior, the most handsomest, the most versatile creature of all time, Brash Taunter. Well, because you know he is so good with Blind Fury. Brash Taunter will make an appearance later on in this episode for everybody. He definitely but will. Not where you think it's gonna be. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out what that means in a sec. Last card in the punishment section is acidic soil. That is a sorcery for three, deals a damage to each player for each land they control. That, I've played that a few times. It's never paid dividends for me. I think in this deck where you're going to copy it a bunch of times, I'll bet you, you could probably get somebody with it. Yeah. But not it It hasn't done the work for me that I, I had hoped. Yeah, you copy it. I think, when was the last time you played it? That's the question. Last year. Last year. Okay, I was going to say, like, in the last year, lands decks, right? Muldrothas yeah. and, and the 75 different Omnaths. And now that we've seen Zendikar again, yeah. lands decks, right? Like... How commonplace is it now in EDH to have, you know, 18 lands on the battlefield when you're a lands deck? That's the so truth. Maybe, maybe if you're copying an 18 land damage spell, fucking somebody's <laughs> taking 36, that's going to get a bag of chips and coming back and you're dead. Your lips are already on the floor. You didn't even <laughs> yeah, know. how could I eat? My lips got slapped off. Yeah, I wasn't you, even here. You go to drink your pop and you're just pouring it all over yourself like an <laughs> asshole and you're doing that because you don't have any lips. <laughs> All right, we got two miscellaneous cards, just random good stuff. We've got Deflecting SWAT. It changes a target for free. And Word of Seizing. You know what? I like copying a Deflecting SWAT because you can you can change the target of it and then change the target of it again. Just <laughs> 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 to be a fucking dick. Uh, Word of Seizing is split second. Gain control of a creature. Gains haste. You untap it. Permanent. 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 Yeah, and I like copying that too. I like stealing planeswalkers that are about to ultimate and then you ultimate them instead. Oh, that feels so yeah. good. Yeah. That is excellent. How does the deck win, Ryan? The deck would win most likely by doing some damage. And how are we going to do that? Possibly with the direct damage section. Yeah, do we have any damage doublers? Yes, we do. We have three of them. Okay, let's let's do those real quick, and then we can reference the, hey, double or triple damage cards when we're talking about the damage cards. We have the first half of insult to injury. That would be damage that can't be prevented this turn, right? Yep. And if damage would be dealt, it deals double that damage. Yes. And that is a sorcery. That's important because we can copy that for quadruple damage. Ooh. <laughs> Fire Servant. Ah, do you know what this card does? Can you give it a read? I have no idea. If a red instant or sorcery spell you control would deal damage, it'll double that damage. Oh. So it's 4-3 for 5. That's fine. I've never had it wheel the table. No. He's he's a casual card strictly. He's kind of a trap where people think he's going to be awesome. And we're going to talk about that in, in a couple of minutes here. Last one is Fiery Emancipation. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got to fucking... This is triple damage. Tripled, and only for sources you control. Fuck everybody else's damage. Ours right. is better. Yes, <laughs> ours is the best damage. That costs red, 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 three for an enchant. That's, that's, that's discriminating amounts of damage. That is so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's talk about the damagers. And remember, we can copy the cards for double damage just natively by copying them. And when we have damage doublers or triplers, that's quadruple damage. Yeah. This feels a lot like last week's deck. Maybe some people who want to build last week's deck can glean some inspiration from this week's deck. Nicely put. Might have been an overarching theme of the last couple weeks. How about Massive Raid? Massive Raid. Yes. I don't know what Massive Raid does. That's from, from like Return to Ravnica or something. Massive Raid deals damage to a creature or player equal to the number of creatures you control. Number of creature we control? Yeah. So we go Cranko, Massive Raid, copy Massive Raid. Yes. You're cool. probably looking between 8 and 16, probably when you cast that. I would I would That's guess. That's pretty cool. Just, if we, well, if, if we've got Wart and we can copy it, Wart comes in, she gives us 2, so all of a sudden Massive Raid is dealing 3 damage. That's why it's 8 or 16, because you've Crankoed it. It's, it's, pre it's pretty good. And then we copy. Yeah, okay. We have Lightning Bolt. 3 or 6. Jaya's Immolating Inferno. That is a legendary sorcery, so you need a legendary permanent before you can cast it, right? Yep. And it deals X damage up to three target to up to three targets. Yes. So you just target player one, player two, player three, X equals ten, you copy it, then you double the damage. So they're gonna take ten times two times two. 
Which is 40. Do the math. <laughs> Electro-dominance. Oh, I like this one. This is X damage, and then you can cast an X drop or less for free. Ooh. And that's part of the resolution of Electro-dominance. So you can break timing restrictions, and you can't copy the thing you're casting with Electro-dominance. Unless it says you're casting it. It does say casting. Uh, in which case, it would go on you... the stack while Electro-dominance is resolving. Can we copy that one? I'm not sure. You should be able to. It would go on the stack underneath the resolution of Electro-Dominance, and then it would be hanging out there. It would go. still copy it, yeah. Because you're casting it, so it would be weird, but I think it it works. I think it does, too. I think it works. I think it does, too, because you're casting it. It's a star-shaped peg in a round hole. Burn from within. Burn from within. Oh, I don't know what this card does either. It deals X damage to a creature or player if a creature is dealt damage this way. It's going to die, it loses indestructible, and would be removed from the game. Oh, so it could get like a Blightsteel. Could. You could. Or a Stuffy Doll. Yes. Burn it. You wouldn't want to get your own Stuffy Doll, though. Absolutely not. Burn at the stake. Burn at the stake. Hey, I just bought one of these from FusionGamingOnline.com, where I used CCO Fusion 5 promo code to get 5% off. Do you know how many of these I have in my jank foil bag? You told me you you traded all your stuff in to get shitty Commander Legends boxes. Not in the jank foil bag. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. keep, I keep that. I use them as as when I send people the proxies for the Patreon sign-up gift. If you're not a thing, you could get a promo sign-up gift from me. I usually use the jank foil bag cards as like padding so that the card I'm actually sending doesn't get all effed up in the mail. Oh, nice. So you get some like a shitty beat, like beat to fuck garbage bag foil. Oh, that's my favorite they're, kind of foil. Garage sale foil, they're hey? They're so awful, yeah. But hey, man, you got to you gotta protect that shit. Yeah, with burn at the stakes, apparently. Yes. Okay, so this is red, 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 two sorcery. As an additional cost to cast burn at the stake, you tap any number of untapped creature. Okay, remember, additional cast part of casting it. So we can copy this. This is the part that we're going to copy. Burn at the stake deals damage to... Target creature or player equal to three times the number of creatures you tapped. (laughs) So essentially, three times the number of creatures becomes six times the number of creatures. Mm -hmm. And then 12 times the number of creatures if we have a damage doubler. Yes. (laughs) It's very good. And the last one is Banefire. Banefire X damage to any target. And if X is five or greater, it can't be countered or prevented. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's just, Fucking that's just going to kill somebody, and there's nothing they can do about it. Feels good. I've definitely killed people with Banefire before, and it feels just great. Yeah. Cool name, too, hey? Banefire. And, like, the lady's doing a Hadouken, but her hands are turning into a dragon. It It's pretty sick. That's yeah. like, Everything about that card is just freaking oh, cool, like man. Is that the whole deck? That's the whole Did deck. Did we get it? That's the entire deck. Okay, well... We've got some strengths and weaknesses. We've got a, a little bit of a budget section where we where we want to adjust the or address the affordability of this deck because newsflash, like you could build this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You could build this stuff out of the stuff that you have at your house. You probably even have most of the expensive things. I think the only real expensive card in here really, really is uh, Fiery Emancipation. Well, you know what? Let's move to the budget section right now then because there's a couple that are a little bit spendy and I'm going to ask you being our resident red player burn copy double damage you've built decks like this a whole bunch of times right I have okay the budget of the deck 220 bucks which is already like not bad if you've got some like commander staples in a long box you know what I mean that's what your commander deck probably is worth okay Valakut the Molten Pinnacle 25 bucks you don't need it here. We don't need it. We can't copy its effect. We can only double the damage if we have a damage doubler. But for 25 bucks, Cut it. Okay. Deflecting SWAT. It was in the miscellaneous thing. Cut it. There are things like... Um, Play Rolling Earthquake. Rolling Earthquake. Ricochet Trap, if you want something to cast for cheap. There's other d- d- cards that act as removals from Mercadian Masks block that, like, if you control a mountain, Thunderclap will deal three damage to target creature, for example. They're pulverizing and destroy all the artifacts. There's lots of other things that you could play instead of deflecting SWAT and just play one of those. So those two cards, we already saved 60 bucks. Yeah, easy to cut. Easy cuts yeah. to make. Okay. Ruby Medallion Did, yeah. didn't get reprinted in Commander Legends like we wanted. They gave us the uh, they gave us the diamonds instead. Oh, thanks, Watsy. <laughs> Which, I, I don't know if those were... The 7th edition foils were expensive. Whatever. They're trash. Primal Am... Oh, sorry. Um, Ruby Medallion, 18 bucks. 
do we need it? Could this be um, a Helm of Awakening? Could it be a, a Mana Rock, maybe Pyromancer's Goggles? It could be a Pyromancer's Goggles, but I think that this one I would aim to keep just because decks like this thrive on being able to play more than one thing every turn. And if you have a rock that lets you, that just reduces the cost of everything across board, yeah. I think that this is, I think that this is a card that if you got one, you should play one. But if you don't have one, you could definitely play, like you say, Pyromancer's Goggles or... Yeah. Or you know what? You know, you could even do like a Mind Stone or a Commander Sphere where you could draw a card off them if you didn't need the mana. Yeah. Right? Like you just draw land each turn for the first eight turns of the game and you're like, fine you get a chandra that gives you or or a or a jaya ballad that's going to give you some extra mana you'll be fine right yeah yeah okay so we've saved another 18 dollars there if we cut that one we've got vandal blast is 850 we've got jessica's will is 11 bucks primal amulets 10 those are all like really good cards though those are all fabulous cards in the deck and still fairly easy to get i think primal amulet might be probably in short supply maybe just because it was from a set that I don't think was super popular or opened a whole ton. But you can get a Jessica's Will. Your store has a Jessica's Will. It does. Yeah. And if it doesn't, just buy like three packs and you'll get one. They, I think I opened six in my 36 packs. Like, I've, I've got some too. They're, of course, they're foil and I would never trade them to somebody because they look like shit. But they're there. Okay, so we could most likely shave 100. 107 is what I have on the notes dollars off of the deck brings it down to 200 sorry 112 dollars you're not gonna do much better than that that's pretty sweet for a bunch of commons from like return to ravnica wart the raid mother was in commander 20 right so you're gonna have these cards we talked about lots of the the cards as well where they're the discard one draw two cathartic you, reunion and and uh, what's the other one thrill of possibility if you don't have them you want them yeah. Even if you're not going to play them right now. So a lot of these cards, again, that you're going to end up getting if you build this deck are going to be cards that you're going to use somewhere else. Yeah. Which is one of the best things about buying any particular card. Is there, Am I going to use this fucking ever again? If yeah. the answer is no, maybe proxy it. Play test it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, very much so. And like the Jessica's Wills and the Chandra's and stuff and the Fiery Emancipations, you're going to fucking those going red decks right you will play those elsewhere okay they're, they're good investments let's look at some strengths and weaknesses and we'll do a quick spice calculator got it strength affordability and cards that you're gonna want to play yes yeah we covered that already lots of playability in the deck tons of card advantage and we're not even playing green or blue neat and that's not even not even counting doubling spells we've got 10 cards or more that all say like draw two cards or more Yes. It's like, fine, we're going to fill up our hand. We're not going to miss land drops. It's going to be fine. Agreed. Okay, sweet. Mana for days. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing Ruby Medallion. We're playing Battle Hymn that gives us a red for each creature we control. We're playing fucking Mana Geyser. <laughs> oh, man, that gives us 25 mana and a pop. That's going to kill somebody with an X spell. Absolutely. Not mana sick. Geyser is ridiculous. You, you look at it and think, oh, you know, this is probably pretty good. Just resolve one once. If you have a Mana Geyser in your life, Play it immediately. Yeah. Just, or, or just have it next to you the next time you play an EDH game. And when you have five mana, just think, what would I get if I played Mana Geyser right now? And I guarantee you, you will put Mana Geyser into decks after that. If that isn't enough to convince you, peep this. Okay, Mana Geyser. Is it uncommon to get 25 mana off of a Mana Geyser? Absolutely. Okay, so Mana Geyser for 25. Use six of it to get a wart. That gives you 19 left. You tap red, red, and then X. X equals 17. 17 to everybody. Double it with Wart's ability. 34 to everybody. <laughs> right? That's what Mana Geyser does. Yes. <laughs> you played one card and won the game. Yes. And that is what that card is, is doing. That's sweet. So okay. Good. Next strength. Goblin tribal sub-theme. Always can't, good. Can't go wrong, right? Okay, Cannot. sweet. This is a strength or a weakness. I'm not sure. Okay. It's meme as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is a meme deck a little bit. It is a strength for our purposes, but as we're going to talk about in the weaknesses section, 
it does work against it a little bit. We are, and this is moving over to the weaknesses now for Joe, so he can switch the screen. <laughs> <laughs> we are limiting ourselves by not using green. Yeah. And that is why I wanted to feature the red half of this deck, because on Commander Ad Popular, I did the green half, and it won with, you know, your, your Squall Lines, Hurricane, Squallmonger, and instead of doubling damage or tripling it with Fire Emancipation, it, like, doubled the mana production with like Nisa voice of Zendikar or whatever and other mana doublers right and token doublers so like if you had mana doubler damage doubler and spell doubler now. all of a sudden your quintuple and set tuple octuple casting doubling and doing huge amounts of damage x equals 2 all of a sudden equals x equals 32 yeah right yeah and when you're cutting it in half now it's in half and your x equals 2 equals like eight which, which is still is, really good yeah but it's not 32 yeah 32 for all you mathematicians out there is bigger than eight mostly mm -hmm. yes in the grand scope of numbers it's not that far away from eight <laughs> but it, it but in a game of commander that matters it, yeah that's a it's, it's a large difference <laughs> So again, check it out. Links to all of our supplemental content are in the show notes of everything we do so you can see everything else we got going on, including the green version of this deck. Now, final weakness. <clears throat> Mr. fucking Anthony Buckley's. Yeah. Mother ass. You fucking guy. You had a goblin sub theme. And there's no brash taunter. What in the hell? Honestly, Brash Taunter with triple damage and an earthquake is pretty good. Is so, and we already cut the deflecting SWAT for rolling earthquake. Just put Taunter in there. Hell, cut Ruby Medallion. Put Brash Taunter in. There it is. There, there you go. There it is. The deck is way more effective and more handsome. I'm gonna hit you with one more weakness that I found in sure. this deck, just because I did recently build a Quirk the Thumbless deck that plays almost exactly like this one. And what I really liked about that deck was it let me play Krark super early and I'm immediately doing the thing that my deck wants to do, which is double spells and all that stuff, right? Yeah. With Wart, the deck kind of does the thing that an uh, angry Omnath deck does where it, it tries to power out this great big threat and then it uses the cards that it powered out the thing with to then power the what the threat is doing. You're ramping into lands to play Omnath, and you're ramping into land to get five fives to use with Omnath. Yeah. With Wart, you're expending your resources to get to six to play Wart, and you haven't necessarily replenished those cards yet, and by the time you play Wart, unless you've gotten real lucky with your draws, you might only have one or two cards left in hand, mm. and you've used all your ramp to get to an early game Wart, so the deck is low to the ground, but it's really top-heavy. Yeah. So you have to have that turn that everybody is going to see coming where you got to... It's like an apple on toothpicks. You got to go from low to the ground, burn, rampity, ramp, 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 to being the great big giant X spell deck, and everybody knows you're going to do that as soon as you play Wart. Yeah. And if you play that turn three Wart off the back of a bunch of your ramp spells... You're missing a past in flames and a couple other things that could give you that second rebuild turn. So the deck really does focus on wart to a degree that is, I don't want to say problematic because that's that's not the word, but it does telegraph not only what you're doing, but when you're going to do it. And it's hard to get around that. Yeah, listen to that Brando technical fucking commander know-how. That's some good-ass shit. I didn't wake up fucking... Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> that's not how that goes, but it's not how that works. But it's a very much agreed. And I think w how you can combat that a little bit if you don't want to spend the money or change the deck, or if you don't play enough to have like kind of the research hours logged, is use some of your political prowess in commandering and, and be like, hey, don't attack me or I'll kill this thing or that thing can't attack you. I'll, I'll stop it, right? And you can gain some political favor and advantage by leveraging, keeping the board clear with like lower powered earthquakes or bane fires so you don't die. And then you get them back with your shreds of sanity late game. And yes, it's still telegraphed at that point, but you've kind of let other people expend their resources and they might not be able to mess up your late game plan quite as easily at that point. It's, it's rather than letting people just save that terminate for you, you 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 
convince them to use the terminate somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you wait for that, you know, somebody drops like that turn five like crazy thing and somebody's going to terminate it because the game shouldn't end at turn five. Right. Right? And you, you wait for that to happen. Then you warp. Then you copy. Right. Yeah. It's, and you, you might do that with our with what I think our card of the week should be. Our, our card of the of week. The week. Yes. Okay. That. Yeah. What's what's the card? I think it should be Mana Geyser. Oh, Mana Geyser. Mana Geyser in stock at FusionGamingOnline.com. You can use CCO Fusion Five promo code. You can pick up your Mana Geysers. They're less than two bucks. That's incredible to me. Yeah. I thought for sure because they haven't. Have they seen a reprint? They were printed in Fifth Dawn originally. Right. And then again in Conspiracy One. So no. Is what you're telling me. They haven't really. They haven't had a meaningful reprint, and they're still less than two bucks, and they're so fucking good. Well, it was a common, hey. It's a two dollar common, and f- heuristic study is a common. Foils, not so much two bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a thing. Yeah, yeah. very much. So, well, yeah. just old cards, right? Availability yeah. issues and being good in commander doesn't necessarily help the price. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So let's do a quick spice calculator because Wart actually is quite a popular gruel commandy on EDHREC.com. The fifth most popular. Puts her right below Nikia of the old ways. That's- which is a mana doubler in green and red, just like I was just talking about. You could play it in this deck even. Could. And also Grand Warlord Rata, which is another mana generator, especially good with tokens could also be played in this deck. Yep, yep, yep. If you weren't going hard mono red or hard mono green. Yeah, which, I, you know what, I almost, I, I, of course I fucking appreciate doing that both ways. I did the same deck twice. <laughs> one green, <laughs> one red. So I really appreciate the the sticking to one color. I think that it provides a uniqueness factor, a, a meme factor, makes it a little bit higher stakes when you play like oh fuck i lost to the mono green goblin deck or whatever right <laughs> the mono green burn deck the mono red fucking you know so i i love that but uh when we go through some of the stats here 3.05 average cmc it's okay yeah oh 846 lists on edh solid number yep no tutors which is not even the one that we allow because he's still gonna get dinged for it yeah, and I, you know what? I, again, I just appreciate it. You don't need them. You've got all the card draw and all the mana ramp, and you're not even playing fucking any of the draw or ramp colors. <laughs> and the only dr- tutor you really have access to is fucking Gamble, and I hate that card. Uh, yeah. In most cases, I don't like Gamble. You could probably play Goblin Matron, but we don't we don't really need it. You can't even find a Brash Taunter with it. What's uh, yeah, the point? Yeah, you can find Cranko, though. It's pretty good. It's fine. Yeah, looking at the stock page for Wart on edhrec.com, there is a ton of cards that could go into this deck that are like more damage spells, more double your stuff spells, more goblin stuff. So if you if you wanted to tweak and adjust for budget reasons or what you have reasons. And empty the Warrens would be really good. Empty the Warrens, yes, yes. Yeah. Stuff like that. You punch it all into the spice calculator. 28 cards different than the stock page. Solid. It is, yeah, you get a lot of, like, the red card draw matching up. Right. You have 10 cards right away that just did. Stop it. And that's that's tricky. It does allow the deck to do what it does, but it does make it the same as other decks that are also red. Yeah. So you punch it all into the spice calculator. It gets a 45. That's pretty good. It's, it's okay. It doesn't pass the 50 test. We do have some hot sauce right here in the studio with us today. So yeah. if we could sprinkle this directly onto our computers and the soundboard that's like from 1982, we could definitely give this deck an honorary spice for sticking to mono red, gruel, burn, goblins, damage doubling. And once they put Brash Taunter in, it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. yeah it goes up to... Goes up to like a 80 spicy. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. some spicy ass shit. Agreed. So what do you think of the deck? Good deck. Final thought of the day. Big thanks to Anthony Anthony Buckley's. Big thanks to Anthony Buckhole. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Anthony Buckhole. That might be a new nickname on the on the Discord. God, I don't get those very often. No, but today I, I got one. This is a really cool deck. It's very similar to one that I just built, which made me very happy. It gave me some good ideas. Reminded me of some cool old cards. In Blind Fury that I, I haven't played in a long time. Yeah. And it's a really great example of 
what is a lacking archetype overall in EDH, which is the burn deck. You don't see very many burn decks, and here is one that is both functional and fun to play, and a little meme with a ton of room to grow, because if you decide to build it, if you don't like this or that, you can just fucking cut it for something green, and th th there's nothing wrong with that. Doubling a decimate feels pretty good. Oh, yeah. You still got to have all the targets. True. But you probably will. You, you probably will. We're playing EDH. There's lots of things that you can target with stuff. Past that, overall, just a really fun deck to play. Not too strong, not too weak, but just right. And just the sort of deck that we like to do here on Commander Cookout. Big thanks to our corporate overlords and business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. And if you're going to go there to fulfill those gaming needs, you can use special promo code CCOFusion5 to get 5% off your entire order and let them know that hanging out in the nation is the place to be. You already know that. Let them know it too. If you'd like to see the other half of this deck, check out Cad Pop link down below. It will have the green version of the deck. You can see what Ryan's up to over there. Check out Brando Does Stuff right here on YouTube. If you are indeed watching it on YouTube, you can see me get wrecked by packs so that you don't have to. And we are going to be back next week with a very, very, very special episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs> <laughs>